part two. Um, so I I have a a couple spooky spooky stories for you. Um, this is again from Shashi Schlosher's the spookiest campfire stories. Ooh. Forty frightening tales to tell by the firelight. That's too many. I feel like she was going for quantity over any sort of qu- quality. And I mean, that's kind uh, of her wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah. And as if to prove your point, the third chapter of this book, S.E. Schlosser's favorite classic horror stories, The Mask of the Red Death, Dracula's Guest, The Robber Bridegroom, and The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Did she just fucking take American classics and like stick it in her book? Like, Yeah, yeah. She is what, counting. Really? She is counting. Like... Numbers 36 through 40 are previously published public domain ghost stories. I want to hear the Sleepy Hollow. Honestly, respect. <laughs> it's so brazen. Like, you get up to 35 campfire stories, and you're like, no, no, it has to be 40 frightening tales to tell by the firelight. Uh, Just copying and pasting public domain <laughs> stories. Is Mask of the Red Death? That's Poe, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, Do you guys remember when John Cusack played Edgar Allan Poe in that movie? Oh, that movie was sad. I don't remember it. I know I watched it. Couldn't tell you a goddamn thing about it. I'm not entirely convinced this isn't a movie you haven't made up. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like something I'd do. Yeah, it was that movie about the last 24 hours of Edgar Allan Poe's life when he was being filled up with booze by people who wanted him to go around to different districts and vote for him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Death by voter fraud. <laughs> That's what you get for vote by person. (laughs) Speaking of death by voter fraud, welcome to 2020. Wait a minute. You're dead. You'll be dead for 30 years. We're gonna die. That was the saddest thing I've heard on this podcast. <laughs> Say, I wasn't going to drink, and now you brought up elections, and I'm seriously considering going to get a drink. <laughs> Remember that presidential episode of Afternoonified we did? <laughs> oh, and the before times? <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I think that this year has been great. I'm halfway towards evolving into a Morlock. It's going to be awesome. I haven't really picked up any new skills since this started. I just threw out my sourdough starter. <laughs> Did it wrong you? No, I just got tired of feeding it, which is why I can never have children. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the Tamagotchi problem. <laughs> Speaking of Tamagotchis. <laughs> so ghost stories. Ghost stories. Um, Please right. read us a story. I will now I will now read you a story. I'm going to um we're going to do two stories, um, and I guess we're going to do this as a, a competition. It's you against me. Uh, that's just how I see the world now, I, I guess. How's the scoring? I don't know. You guys just win by default. I'm in a closet like this. Whose line rules? All right, let's do this. <laughs> so uh, a few spooky stories that we have. First up, we have Plucked. Eyebrows or Chickens. Uh, remains to be seen hopefully both right. <laughs> i'm hoping that it's like a flintstones kind of a situation and that somebody uses is using like a prehistoric chicken to pluck their eyebrows all right 
but we'll see. Uh, then we have Barn Dance. The Brick Wall, The Wraith of the Creek, <laughs> or Crick, depending on where you're at regionally. It's probably Crick. <laughs> and The Face. All of these sound like Billy Idol songs. <laughs> I am, I can be overruled, but I'm desperate to find out how she spooks up a barn dance. <laughs> oh boy. I feel like it's going to be deeply disappointing. (laughs) Uh, Just a sidebar, I can hear Sarah echoing. Ooh. Here, I'm talking. Am I? Oops. It might just be all the wine that I've had. (laughs) (laughs) You're seeing double in your ears. We've reached the auditory hallucinations portion of the podcast. Just usually when that happens, someone has their headphones jacked up real high, and I don't know which one of us is deaf. Um, it seems it seems good on my end, but uh, eh, who knows? It'll be a yeah. fun surprise. I'll maybe back up from the mic a little bit and and not talk right, right here. Th- there's my producer coming coming out. Perfect. It all sounds great. Um. <laughs> Does your microphone have an airport announcement? <laughs> <laughs> Please uh, don't leave your bags unattended. <laughs> I don't remember what airports sound like. It's been so long. <laughs> What's an airport? It's that place where they have all the conspiracy theories in Denver. <laughs> it's where Portland keeps its best carpets. <laughs> um, all right, so um, Sarah has nominated Barn Dance. Uh, Emily, are you are you assenting or, or dissenting on this one? No, no, no. I definitely want to hear that. Uh, I also would like to hear the, the Wraith of the the Crick or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Wraith of the Crick, uh, which, again, is, is a Guthrie song. So, <clears throat> all right. Let's see if I remember how to read. Oh, boy. Words. <laughs> Barn dance. <laughs> <laughs> As I drove down the seemingly endless dark road, I cursed myself for ever having listened to my friends. It'll be fun, they said. A quaint little bar in the middle of nowhere, they said. Great beer on tap, gotta try it, they said. Right, sure. Should you be driving in the dark to the middle of nowhere to go to a bar? Yeah, what's the designated driver situation there? Seems very unwise to all of you just take your own cars. All right, nearby farm animal. I've had a couple too many. Can you drive my car? <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, you just get the most sober-looking farm animal. It's going to be a llama. And uh, have him drive home for you. It's fine. That's adorable. Continue. <laughs> just picturing a llama and a Volkswagen bug. Um, about the only thing they'd gotten right, as far as I could make out, was that the location of the bar was in the middle of nowhere. They'd hit that one bang on the nose. Something froze. Oh, yeah, I think Avalon froze. With that, I guess. Hello there, Emi. <laughs> it's my biblical name. Uh, yeah, not sure what's going on, but uh, it bodes well, I, I, 
I guess. I mean, at least you're not doing a commentary, which is, that's exactly what <laughs> happened during National Treasure, and I wanted to die. Wait, you guys aren't watching National Treasure 2? <laughs> yes, we are watching, watching <laughs> National Treasure 2. <laughs> You're not watching your DVDs with me? Um, we watched Ghost Rider 2 the other day, and it was a complete waste of my free stars trial. Go, so you're, you, you're talking about Ghost Rider 2 colon Spirit of Vengeance? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have never been so bewildered by a film. I realized when we were watching Ghost Rider 1... That I thought the plot to Ghost Rider 1 was the plot to Ghost Rider 2, and it turned out I'd just never seen Ghost Rider 2. <laughs> yeah, it turns out uh, it's kind of more of the same, but uh, what is it? Kieran Hines plays the devil, and Nicolas Cage pees fire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not enough edibles for that one, and... Uh, <laughs> There's not enough edibles in the world for, for, for that one. The problem one. is you could tell Nicolas Cage was having a good time, which... Made it marginally better. It. Hello. Do the spirits uh, not want yeah. us to learn about what happened here, to Barney? I don't see her. Oh no! Uh, wait, Emily or Emi? <laughs> can you can you hear Sarah? Oh, there she is. Okay, Emily. Good. Shut up. Emmy. <laughs> 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 um, all right. Then let's get back to those spookums. Uh, so the bar was in the middle of nowhere. It was in the middle of nowhere. Mama's driving. You may have missed... <laughs> yes, there's a llama in the car. It is a mama. Um... <clears throat> I was pretty sure I would die of old age before I ever made my way out of this endless labyrinth of dark woods, dark fields, and ruined buildings. I hope she never gets there. She sounds like a big fucking wet blanket. <laughs> <laughs> Surely there must be a farmhouse somewhere on this benighted, twisty road where I could ask for directions back to Madison. Ooh. Oh, hey. We're, oh, we're, we fucking we're... are in Wisconsin. God damn it. <laughs> oh, which, just to be clear, is still not where you're from. No. Correct? Gotcha. Okay. We were just talking about not trusting Wisconsin while we were waiting for you to sort the recording out. <laughs> uh, never, never trust uh, people with cheese on their head. That's them, right? Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not good. I'd driven long enough by now to be in California. Boof. <sighs> Woof. <sighs> <laughs> Woof indeed. It was at this juncture in my whining that the sound of music drifted through the open car window. I slowed down, listening. Then I caught a glimpse of a lighted building down the road that branched off from the one I was traveling. I turned at once, heading towards the lights and the music. Civilization at last. That's Wisconsin. That's debatable. <laughs> I slowed down after a moment when the road turned into a dirt lane. My headlights caught a number of wagons, carriages, and buckboards. Uh, what? Buckboards. Is that like a, a, a land boogie board? <laughs> you use it to surf the wheat? Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a boogie board that you strap to the back of a like a, a strong buck, no. like some sort of a large cow. No, you tie it to the back of your tractor, and as you're planting, no, I don't know. All right, you're a farm person, <laughs> or you could have been just making that up. I don't know. I was totally there with you. I'm like, yeah, it's that weird platform that they use to ride the plow. Sure. <laughs> 
Can you imagine being the one fucking hillbilly who takes a plow to the dance? (laughs) The one? You could... (laughs) You could have just ridden the ox. No, 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 no. Got to plow. Oh, hold on. There's going to be noise. (laughs) Hi, butthead. I'm in remote recording. All right. Butthead has been warned. Excellent. Um... The party was in full swing as I stepped through the large double doors. The building had obviously been converted long ago from a working barn to a dance hall. The center of the barn was filled with singing, swirling dancers in merry outfits that spanned every color of the rainbow. The dancers were all dressed in costumes of yesteryear, reinforcing my impression that the people attending the party had gone to a great deal of trouble to recreate an authentic 19th century barn dance. That's just Wisconsin pride. There's actually, like, a big, like, section of Wisconsin that's very, like, Amish. Like, I'm, like, 90% sure, like, she's just stumbled onto that. There's a lot of Amish people in Wisconsin? Yeah. I thought that was an East Coast thing. No, they're over. All over. Huh. We just have Mennonites here. Do they just follow the dairy? Like, they, they just sense good butter, and they're like, yeah, perfect. Wisconsin's the perfect place to churn butter. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing there's to do there. Is it like, uh, I think when you, it's at the Charleston airport, like throughout the entire building, there are no normal chairs. It's all just rocking chairs. Um, is it like that in the in the, in the Madison airport, but it's just butter churns? Everybody has to do their part. I've never flown in or out of Madison, but I'm going to say yes. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> For $100 extra, you can upgrade to a butter churn with more leg room. I actually bought, like, a butter-making apparatus at the beginning of quarantine. It's called a churn. Did you guys ever, when you were, like, in uh, elementary school, like, make butter? Like, they gave you, like, a little mason jar, and you, like, just shook it up for a long time and made butter? Yeah, that's basically what I purchased on Amazon, except this has, like, a a sieve at the top. Imagine it's a little more... uh, Advanced. I feel like I feel like uh, I was taken to some sort of a location on a field trip where there was an old lady actively churning butter and and she let us Is this when you lived in sh- the states or Yeah, I might be thinking of Fort Vancouver or the past, I don't know. Uh, it's been so long. <laughs> it's a former life, don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm dissociating. Um I stood in the doorway admiring the huge converted barn around me. The horse and cow stalls to my right had been replaced by a large alcove lined with tables full of good things to eat. So still a cow and whatever. Sorry. (laughs) It's just cow and uh, horse corpses. Uh, The stalls to the left now contained benches filled with laughing, chatting folk. Uh, COVID social distance. (laughs) Isn't that parties and movies now? I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, like people... I will see, like, people, like, on TV, like, shake hands or something. I'm like, ooh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we're all going to come at the end of this, like, assuming we make it to the end, uh, traumatized. Um, Yeah, I guess that's the drinking game for this episode is, like, every time you see, like, a social distancing infraction (laughs) drink. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Above our heads, the haylofts remained in place, but were filled with playing children and giggling teenagers, sweethearting in the semi-darkness. What the fuck does that mean? Necking. Hand stuff? 
And mouth stuff, probably. <laughs> all right. Arm stuff. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the elbow crick. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I feel like, and this is, you know, I'm no f- farm catect, but... If you're going to convert a barn into a dance hall, you want to have your, like, children's hayloft and then your, like, hand-and-mouth hayloft. (laughs) I mean, aren't there, like, haylofts on either side of the barn? I don't think I've been in a barn, so... (laughs) Just, like, a left side, right side. It's either, like, at the one end where it's, like, kind of like a half, like, a loft, or it's, like, the whole second story of the barn. Either way, we know that that hay is sticky. (laughs) Ugh. Sticky <laughs> hay. <laughs> um, at the far end of the huge dance floor, a makeshift stage stood under the hayloft, and and various fluids and and sugary substances dripped down on the players. Um, an old time band was sawing away at a fiddle, guitar, jug, banjo, and so forth. Okay, are they at a a barn dance in Wisconsin or Alabama? Because I feel like they need to decide. Are are you saying that Wisconsinites don't have jugs? I'm going to say rural is rural everywhere, Emily. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, the people from rural Oregon could very well be from the South. (laughs) Yeah, tell me about it. Half of this, half of this state is 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 fucking deliverance. The way I was gonna um, say, the way you said that makes it sound like you lived the movie Deliverance. <laughs> we go out camping a lot, and like the the number of times we get that like folks from around here talk from from fucking hill people is it's it's higher than I'd like to admit. We were gonna go to a cabin in the like northern California woods mountains, mm-hmm. uh, and. It like Travis's family owns it, and his mom was talking about how the people who live there are very much right now like if you aren't from the mountains, you don't come up here. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it's interesting to me that uh, that hill people, literal hill people, are the ones that are most effectively enforcing social distancing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Where were we? Uh, the band? Oh, yeah. There's an old-timey band. Um, uh, a man with a shock of white hair and a large handlebar mustache called out figures to the swirling dancers on the floor. A large bearded chap clapped me on the shoulder in greeting and handed me a mug of beer. I took a sip. Oh, God. I just pictured, like, a world's best boss mug. I know it's not, but... I just pictured a mug that was covered in somebody else's hand COVID germs. <laughs> <clears throat> it was the best beer I'd ever tasted. I was No, it wasn't. I, no. no, it wasn't. Old-timey beer is disgusting. <laughs> it only had a little bit of sand in it. <laughs> I was sure that the quaint little non-existent bar in the middle of nowhere had no... What? She thinks this is the bar. This fucking <clears throat> idiot thinks this is the bar. Boy, I I mean, okay. It's it's weird that you wouldn't like you wouldn't notice that you were in the past. I feel like I would. <laughs> One would. Hope. I mean, pretty immediately, yeah. But also, I don't know where I was going with that. It's like a reverse Brendan Fraser in a blast from the past. 
Um, I haven't thought about that movie in a long time, but not long enough. I think about that uh, movie daily at this point. <laughs> oh, Brennan Fraser, we just we treated him poorly. <sighs> I hadn't square danced since primary school, but it all came flooding back during that magical evening. I swung my partner in dosy doed and even managed to do a star at the center with the others. I was flying high, dancing and drinking, and singing along to whatever the band played out in one of those old-timey songs I'd learned as a little fellow at school. He just walked into a stranger's barn. <laughs> and, that, and that stranger gave him a world's best dad mug and got him going. <clears throat> it wasn't until midnight when the band took a break and I stood with my new acquaintances before a table lined with drinks that I remembered to ask where I was. <laughs> How this bitch has not been, like, kidnapped and murdered and left in the hills is. If everything up until now wasn't enough of a warning, the next thing certainly is. Why, you're at the barn dance, silly. That's the name of the story. <laughs> oh, no. It's a narrative. <clears throat> Giggled my inebriated beauty. Give us a toast to the night, she added, thrusting another beer at me. I cuddled her close to my side and raised my mug. Ugh. To a... Yeah, I know, Oh, this right? is a dude. Never mind. We don't know that. Okay, fair enough. That was very heteronormative <laughs> of me. <laughs> How dare you, just because it's in Wisconsin in the 50s in a book by Jesse Schlosser. Um, <clears throat> to a delightful night, I said, loudly enough for everyone in the vicinity of the table to hear me. And to a delightful party. Good fortune and long life to everyone present. Sure. The crowd went silent when they heard my words. The stillness grew, flowing outward from me like a wave, until you could just about hear a pin drop. And as I glanced uneasily about me, wondering why my words had caused such a dramatic reaction, I saw the skin slowly peeling away from the merry faces. Oh, what? Until all that remained were bone, rotting skin, and sunken <laughs> eye holes. A few of the faces still had withered gray skin clinging to their prominent so bones. So which subreddit did you get this from? R slash bad trips. Yeah, sounds like someone did a little bit too much. Oh, what's the matter? You don't like our mescaline <laughs> ale? <laughs> sure there's a bar in portland that serves that uh i'm not there so that's not true <clears throat> uh maggots writhing grotesquely underneath their skin and the girl in my arms was nothing but a skeleton in a moldy blue dress <laughs> oh i thought you were gonna give me a boner <laughs> With a gasp of horror, I dropped my mug and leapt away from the skeleton. I think that's better than the alternatives, I guess. I don't know. Are are we all picturing, like, the skeleton, like, still having, like, aggressively curled ringlets oh, and stuff? Oh, yes, 100%. Like... Yeah, I was just picturing Daryl Hannah in that last scene, not the last scene, but one of those scenes from uh, High Spirits where she, like, turns into a corpse. <laughs> Post-tupping, yes. 
That's on my list I, to rewatch, I actually. I watched it so much when I was a kid, I wore the tape. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. <laughs> oh, oh, it's a masterpiece. Tool. It's fantastic. It's the second uh, best movie where Steve Gutenberg plays someone who's attracted to a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> The other one being that Captain America movie that he was in, he right? Was Captain America? <laughs> he played like a Hydra guy, Steve didn't he? Like he didn't he? And he like whispered into somebody's ear. He's no, like, no, no that was some other character actor guy. I was talking about uh, Tower of Terror. Oh, I see. I'm, I'm. There was a period in the late '80s to like mid '90s where people were like, "Yeah, Steve Gutenberg can be the romantic lead." We just didn't know. We just didn't understand. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so uh, his his lady friend has turned into a skeleton. She's a spooky skeleton. Yes, <clears throat> spooky skeleton. Be- beautiful hair still. <laughs> um, next, I ran into a post and then got tangled up in some old rope as I frantically tried to find my oh, way out the shaggy. door without the use of my eyes. It's Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. <laughs> okay, I can follow now. I knew I shouldn't have eaten that 10-foot-tall sandwich. <laughs> and those dog treats. <laughs> um, I couldn't see a thing as I slammed into the open door of a stall. <laughs> it knocked the wind. <laughs> I, I'm picturing like full on like sideshow Bob stepping on rakes, like just <laughs> as bumbling as a human being. Could say, be. This is definitely set to yakety sax. <laughs> <laughs> I slammed into the open door of a stall. It knocked the wind out of me and made me pause long enough to realize that the moonlight was streaming through a whole small hole in the Pirates ceiling. Pirates of the Caribbean. Sequel. I was gonna say, does this book predate Pirates of the Caribbean? <laughs> Uh, Shashi Schlosser has a has a contributing writing credit on that first one. Um, I used the light to orient myself, spotting the barn doors a moment later. I rushed towards them, my feet crashing again and again through the rotten floorboards. In my panic, I thought I'd never escape the old barn. Then suddenly I was out in the moonlight, running to my car, which was parked beside a rotting wagon that had lost its wheels eons ago. Oh, scary wagon. <laughs> It's a ghost, too. (laughs) Uh, I leapt into the car, back down the lane as fast as I could go, screeching my tires as I turned. My headlights caught the barn, which only had half of its roof and was sagging so sadly to one side. It's it's an old barn. Like, yeah. Vines grew up over the gloomy remains. Obviously, it hadn't been used in a very long time. Like, we get it. Sassy. Stop beating that dead horse. It just wants to party. <laughs> so, okay. So. Oop, did I lose you? No. Nope. So, okay. The skeletons were just there still, though. No. Were I... they ghosts or were they physically skeletons? Hello, hello. Because I'm. I get that, like, he gets displaced. Son of a bitch. Is he gone? I am going to assume that it's ghosts that that uh, are causing this to they happen. They don't want um, us to know the secret of the barn dance. <laughs> I assume that they were going to tell us like the actual ins and outs of some secret ghost dance that would, you know, cause our butter to spoil or something. 
The Lord did not <clears throat> intend us to record this episode. <laughs> the Lord didn't intend a lot of things, yet here we are. Um. So where do we leave off? The, the gross um, wagon... Jumped in the car, the wagon's rotting, uh, the barn had been used in a long time. Spooky, spooky. Right, right, right. Somehow, I found the highway and made my way, trembling, back to my home in Madison to spend the remainder of that restless night sleeping with the light on in my bedroom. Uh, to this day. <laughs> fine, I guess. <laughs> what else are you going to do? Go find the Go find your friends at their other weird bar? <laughs> They're probably all having very similar, like, they're all at a different kind of haunted establishment. <laughs> they all found different haunted barn dances. <laughs> I was at a haunted saloon. <laughs> to this day, I have no idea where I was or how I managed to stumble across the grossly barn dance in the middle of nowhere. Truthfully, I don't want to know. I heard later that folks in Vernon County sometimes hear strange music drifting over the hills at night, though no one can identify its source. And in my mind, I can see again the bright lights spilling out into the lane and the bright happy faces of those ghostly farmers dancing the night away in a rotten old barn. (laughs) End of story. It was almost a good story. (laughs) In what way? (laughs) It started out strong, like I could see where this was going. However, little heavy-handed at the end. <laughs> I think it's interesting that Shashi Schlosser, like, you know, sometimes you could see writers have their own, like, specific ways of writing themselves out of corners. <laughs> and Shashi Schlapperps is just pivot to gore. <laughs> Like, hard gore immediately, and it'll solve everything. Suddenly ghosts. <laughs> yeah, like, I was telling Sarah, who knows the, the story, that there was on a different podcast that I'm not going to name, because that's weird promotion. But <laughs> she ended up in a bar that was haunted, and then, like, nothing happened that was, like, too gross or weird, and then she left, and then it was a different bar when they came back. Like, that, that's quality. <laughs> that's believable. <laughs> Yeah, and then in that different bar, there was still, like, the sweater that she left behind in the Lost and Found or something. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. pretty uh-huh. much. There you go. Um, well, as with as with all of these stories, we, we give them uh, a custom rating. Um, I am I'm going to I'm going to go out on a limb here for Shippy Schlopper Cup, um, Sassy Sippy Cup, and I am going to give. I'm going to give this one three out of five skeleton ladies. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do a solid three out of five uh, mugs of mescaline ale. <laughs> I'm going to do three out of five. You stole exactly what I was going to rate it. Thanks. <laughs> I was going to give it three out of five Steve Gutenbergs, but that seemed like yeah. too good of a rating. <laughs> three out of five, though. I mean, it was... It's solid. It had potential. It's It's a little predictable, but it's definitely like yeah. It's it's uh, it's a a very basic spooky story, but uh, you know, if I was in a if I was in a a a barn full of hill people and uh, suddenly they all turned into skeletons, 
Yeah, it wouldn't be my. It wouldn't. That's not my idea of a, a fun evening. So, spooky, I guess. Is it, that what fear is? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> what are emotions? I can't remember the last time I was scared of something that wasn't real. <laughs> I mean, aren't we all kind of just like base level scared of everything all the time now? It's true. I got off the bus three stops early the other day because some lady had her mask pulled around her neck so she could eat a fucking string cheese. Like, oh, no. <laughs> every part of that is bad. I was like <laughs> panicking. <laughs> From from the mask down to the like, not an adult snack in an adult situation. <laughs> all trouble. Like, just the necessity home. to eat on a bus in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, I I don't even snack on the bus when everything is okay. <laughs> there's there's too much pee in the air. Like there's too. Like... I will say the one good thing to come from this pandemic is that the Portland transit system does not smell like pee anymore. That simply cannot be true. No, it just it just smells like <laughs> air. It's weird. It's it's like being in a ghost town. That kind of bums me. I mean, like, you know, you I feel like if I got into a bus and it didn't smell a little bit like pee, I'd be well, kind of bummed out. You know? at work, Avalon. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the pee smell? Come on. Keep Portland soaked in pee. Yeah, it's fucking July, and you go outside, and you don't even catch whiffs of pee on the air. It's crazy. This is how Killian Murphy felt in 28 Days Later, I guarantee you. <laughs> Look, speak for yourself, I've been peeing on everything, <laughs> so... That's just what you do when you're scared like a small dog. <laughs> it's because it's sterile and it's safe. I'm... I'm it... I'm taking Howard Hughes rules for this pandemic. Another great Leo DiCaprio role, if I'm not mistaken. That was uh, that was a really fun one. He uh, takes uh, who is it? Uh, Kate Blanchett plays uh, Catherine Hepburn. Takes her up in his his plane, and she it's goes, "Golly!" I've actually never seen it. Uh, for some oh, it's tons when of fun. I think about it. I just think about Catch Me If You Can, which is a very different film, but. <laughs> yes, it, it tonally, tonally, it's quite dissimilar. There's a lot less um, peeing into milk jugs in Catch Me If You Can. <laughs> uh, but there's a long protracted story about butter churning. Interesting. So, yeah. Well, okay, then, um, then that that's that's spooky. I I suppose um, it's something. I guess it's something. It was a story that we heard with our ears. Um. Do I do anything in between the stories, or do we just move on to I the other I usually take a pee break, but... Oh, that's right, I have to pee. We established just constantly low-level peeing all the time. <laughs> You've been peeing I... this whole story. <laughs> I have to go drain the little tub that I've been sitting in. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no, I just want to imagine that in my head, but I did I don't know why I pictured Howard Taft. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not stuck in it. <laughs> I was picturing Luke Skywalker in the back to tank, uh, so yeah. we all we all went different places. I mean, that would have been just better for my mind. <laughs> oh, and cue ad break. Hello. 
Hello, and welcome to the ad for Afternoonified. The ad where we try to convince you to listen to our show. I'm Sarah. And I'm Emily. We hope you like mummies, weird religions, cheese, historical figures, dicks, religion, and like a lot of other stuff. Did it work? Are you going to listen? Emily, they can't hear you. They're like pressing the skip button right now. Oh. Do we still have ads? Is yeah, that happening? Theoretically. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Aces. We'll record um, you a nice one. Yeah, there's literally like two shows still putting stuff out right now. Three in a little bit. If uh, if there's no ad break here, uh, get ready for 15 to 25 minutes of public domain music. <laughs> public domain is very important. Do you think this network has the money? <laughs> in this economy? <clears throat> yeah, Get ready for, for 25 minutes of Al Jolson. Um, <laughs> then I guess we should move on to the second spooky tale of the evening. Boo. All right, that one that I picked that um, I can't remember the name of. The Wraith of the... Let me... Crick, crick, the let, crick, crick, crick. let me... Brick, brick. <laughs> Brickleberry. <laughs> it's, it's just... It's the Wikipedia article for Brickleberry. <laughs> Um, let me, let me give you the whole list again, just in case you want to, you want to make a different choice. We have plucked the brick wall, brickleberry, (laughs) and the face. Wasn't there the wraith of the crick? That's brickleberry. Oh, right. Yeah. No, that one. Well, all right, let's, I'm going to give you the first sentence and I'll let you, let you decide if we continue. The Wraith of the Creek. He left his tribe to work with the white lumberman All right, so let's do the face. (laughs) All right, the face. I don't have time for casual racism from Sippy (laughs) Slaughterhouse. Uh... (laughs) Andy Sandberg. Um, uh... He would never... (laughs) All right, so we're going with the face. Yes, if it's not about pro wrestling, I choose the brick wall. <laughs> All right, let's see. Page 121. There's a picture of a triceratops. <laughs> I want to read that story. <laughs> Too late. It's lost to time. Jurassic Park. <laughs> <clears throat> it's public domain, Conveniently right? public domain. <laughs> It says here they were so preoccupied with whether or not they could, they didn't stop to think about whether or not they <laughs> That's should. That's this whole book, um, Avalon. <clears throat> that is that is very much Sheepy Schlopperberg's <laughs> entire career. Sheepish Sloppy Joe, did you say? Oh. I oh liked no. uh, Sippy Slaughterhouse. <laughs> My favorite True Blood character. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So here we go, we got the face. And again, I'm going to give you the first sentence and let you see if you want to change your mind. Racist-ass stories. <laughs> he toppled into love the moment he set eyes on the new transfer student. All right, so not racist, just gross, but keep going. <laughs> All right. Did what? <laughs> he toppled into love the moment he set eyes on the new transfer student in late August when classes started for the semester. toppled into sentence. love a platter song? <laughs> <laughs> I know it's been a while since we've all been out in the world, but is that a thing people say? No, it's not. <laughs> I remember when I toppled it into live. That um, sounds. That sounds right. Okay. 
Um, she was an art major, and he was a poor medical student who didn't talk much about his family on account. Could I make it more any, make it any more obvious? God damn it! I'm having a stroke. That was a Avril Lavigne joke. Keep going. <laughs> it's uh, Sarah. It sounds like you and me are the ones who are going to be saying "see you later, <laughs> boy." <laughs> <sighs> Can you just insert like a toilet flush sound right here? <laughs> Have a just a really like sad but I'm <laughs> I already drained my pee tub, so no. Oh god. <laughs> um, alright, well let me Alright, so <clears throat> toppled into love. She was an art manger. Um an art manger. <laughs> just, just hay and crayons. It's really weird. Um, And he was a poor art student who didn't talk much about his family on account of his father. His father had gone insane in traffic one day and tried to run over several pedestrians (laughs) while blocking the street. Just offhandedly, like, BT dogs. I just Mm. assumed, like, his dad was a dick. This went not the direction I anticipated. His father had been locked away in an asylum, (laughs) and the family never mentioned him again. As you do. I will give it to her from going, like, from 20 to 110 in, like, three sentences. I hope to God that the father is never referenced. <laughs> Just a fun fact. Just a fun, cool but- backstory for this character. <laughs> Crazy dad had some road rage and tried to run down some pedestrians. It'd be like in Captain America if they just never brought Bucky up again. <laughs> Oh, yeah, he died, and that's it. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the final cap on all of those movies is he's like, oh, Bucky, and he's Shit. just, like, hard hard cut to Bucky's grave, and he's like, like, he's sweeping off, like, <laughs> 70 years of accumulated leaves. And just Sebastian Stan's hand punches its way through and gives him the finger. <laughs> <laughs> Gives him that Terminator thumbs up. <laughs> but his father was not on his mind that day. <laughs> That's the, the only the thing I would think about. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, dad's in insane asylum for the road rage. Huh. Hi there, I'm Steven. My dad ran some people over one day. Why am I telling you this again? <laughs> She was a lovely girl, with masses of long black hair and eyelashes so long they got tangled in her curls when she leaned over her desk. That's not a thing. That doesn't happen. (laughs) Sometimes they hit your glasses when they get too long, but like... I'm picturing like uh, like clockwork orange, like eyeballs (laughs) just being pulled open. (laughs) Just Uh. as Kate McKinnon dead-eyed, like... (laughs) (laughs) He had a withdrawn nature, though not by inclination. He'd learned the hard way that friends started acting funny when they learned about his insane father. Don't bring it up. (laughs) This is going to be the whole story, isn't it? Why does everybody stop talking to me when I won't stop talking about my crazy dad? (laughs) Makes me want to run him over with my car. So he'd stopped having friends. (laughs) 
I don't know. Maybe stop talking about your crazy dad before you like put the kibosh on socializing altogether. Just with the same tone that you announced that you're giving up dairy. Like, I'm just not gonna have friends anymore. I'll try cashew friends. <laughs> All of my little friends are cashew friends. <laughs> Tiny hats. <laughs> <clears throat> And if anyone inquired about his family, he told them that his father was dead rather than admit the truth. Again, just don't bring it up. It's very easy. I don't talk about my nope, mom, I... who's fine, by the way. Like, I... she's not. <laughs> that was really alarming. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. I don't talk about my mom. Turns out she actually uh, ran some people over 10 years ago. I knew your mom was weird, uh... sir. <laughs> <clears throat> but now he had to overcome his taciturn nature or risk losing Sheila to one of the other fellows who Sheila pan this is the the Sheila's the uh, the art major lady that he he toppled in the love with I know I'm just that's that's, that's the, the name. name she went okay. with huh Sheila wait what does the s like stand for in s e Foster Sheila <laughs> is this self insert fan fiction what is the S for? Sand, uh, Sandy, right? Yeah. Sandy. It's, uh, it is it is Sandy Schlosser. Short I'm Schlosser. honestly, mm-hmm. like, after a dozen episodes, I'm not actually sure what her real name is. I have forgotten her name. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that it is Sandy. Uh, just to check, how's Todd Cobb doing? Dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just do a Google Todd Cobb corn blog. I can't find her uh, her bio here, but uh, I'll edit it in later if her name is not Chappy. Um, Slappy Sausage. Slappy Sausage Man. Um, so he had to overcome his taciturn nature or risk losing Sheila to one of the other fellows who panted after her. Gross. I mean, that is what men are like, but gross. All of these dudes (laughs) who want to take her up into a haunted hayloft and neck. Well, you just made me think about a lot of things that I didn't want to think about. (laughs) Nobody ever wants to think of haylofts. Um, He studied her habits as closely as she studied her books. Oh, no. This, This is taking a turn. So he's a pervert. He's a creepy, creepy creep for sure. Um, And soon he found a way to be close to her. (laughs) She had a favorite spot in the library where she always studied between classes. Has he said hi to her yet? (laughs) Unclear. (laughs) Uh, It says here, and while she was studying in the library, he decided to live in her walls. (laughs) Um, uh, So he started studying in the cubicle nearby. And after a couple of quote-unquote chance encounters between them, it, uh, oh wait, no. A couple of chance encounters between them turned into a conversation. Could have just cut out the middleman of the stalking right. and been like, what's up? Uh, then he offered to tutor her in one of her classes. Gross. Ew. It's creepy. From there, it was easy. Ew. Uh. Sheila toppled and 
No. Yeah, this is this is this is problematic for a whole different. Just say um, the sentence and then I'm going to text you guys a palate cleanser. <clears throat> From there it was easy. Sheila toppled into love with him too, almost as madly as he had fallen for her. Barf. Now everyone look at your phones. I'm getting a text. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's a palate cleanser. Man, that's Todd Cobb. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, his LinkedIn page has him in like a, a cowboy hat. So this guy definitely wants to to I I don't know explain feminism to me. Like <laughs> I still haven't forgiven him for that story he wrote about the convenience store around the corner from my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever should. He there was a lot of there was a lot of homeless shaming in that story, as I yep. recall. Uh, so um, this gross uh, pervy uh, stalker. He's a creepy, pervy stalker. Um, the new college sweethearts went everywhere together, hardly bearing to part for classes. He lived in a bubble of joy. Until the Tuesday, he saw her leaving history class next to a good-looking fellow who lived in the same dorm. He probably had notes she needed. <laughs> God forbid she acknowledges another man. Yeah, this is this is getting creepier. Um they were laughing together over something the professor had said in class, and a shaft of sheer jealousy pierced his Maybe gut. The, How dare yeah. she laugh with another man? Not a good enough reason to use the word shaft. No, no. Uh, yeah, it literally says, "How dare she laugh with another man?" Oh no. Um, this is this is a different a kind of horror story. The boyfriend confronted his wayward girlfriend with her Excuse perceived- me. Mm-hmm. With her perceived trespass. Excuse me? I mean, and I get that it's t- written from his point of view, but excuse me? He is just like his father. <laughs> also, this is not a spooky campfire story. This is just... <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a harrowing tale of toxic masculinity. <laughs> I would say this is more realistic than I really want from this podcast. I should have just gone with the racist story. It probably would have been easier. You should have gone with a brick wall. It's a really good one. I kept... Oh, damn it. <laughs> next, next time. <clears throat> so the boy confronted his wayward girlfriend with her perceived trespass, and she stared at him incredulously. That's You're crazy, she said. Oh, no. He winced, reminded of his father, and that set him off. He started yelling at her, accusing her of all sorts of things, and she stalked off in a rage. This is just the plot to High Spirits. <laughs> yeah, it's a prequel. Um, he huddled in his dorm room, feeling miserable and vowing to forget them. <laughs> but they made up over dinner and things were fine for a while. What? Oh my god, Girl, why would can you... do so much better? Jesus. Get it oh together, god. Sheila. It, get, it gets worse. But then one day, the boyfriend saw her borrowing a pen from a handsome blonde fellow at the library, and that set him off again. <laughs> Is this oh, going to end with her body at the bottom of a ravine? I I mean, know, that's how it ends in real life. Yeah. <laughs> Inevitably, in every realistic situation, yes. Um, but Shappy Schlobbers is not the most realistic of authors, so we can but hope. See, if this were an episode of Forensic Files, there would be a state trooper on right now talking about how he couldn't possibly have done it because he was a medical student and got straight A's. <laughs> He, uh, he he was a, sp- a specialist in uh, pressure points and, like, neck breathing. So, um, 
He couldn't have possibly. Mm. <sighs> Again, Sheila stalked off in a rage, and he shouted nasty things at her. Again, he huddled on the narrow bed in his dorm room, feeling miserable and vowing to forget her, until the black anger gave way to common sense. He called Sheila and apologized. She accepted his apology, and they agreed to get back together. Clearly she has other options. Yeah. Yeah, there's handsome pencil boy. There's, I have the notes man. (laughs) Dorm friend. Um, In a flush of excitement, he asked her to the dance on Friday, and she accepted The boyfriend's hands trembled with excitement as he packed his medical bag after class on Friday. He rushed back to the dorm, threw his bag on the desk, and dressed in his best. He picked Sheila up in her dorm room and escorted her to the dance. It was a wonderful night. Sheila bought a new yellow dress, a lovely concoction with a swirling skirt and a bit of a top. She looked stunning. The boyfriend's head whirled at the side of her, and she could hardly keep his hands away from her. They danced and drank and ate appetizing until Sheila called a laughing halt to the eating, saying she'd gained 10 pounds. God damn it, this story is not good. When was this book written? Not long enough ago. Uh, boy. He'd laughed along with her and told her they would dance off, which they did. They left early and walked hand in hand back to his dorm for a nightcap. When they reached the entrance of the dorm, Sheila veered off for a moment to speak with a red-haired fellow who was in one of her art classes, wanting to know about an assignment that was due the next day. The boyfriend stood impatiently just inside the door, frowning as the art student blamed sh- uh, beamed at Sheila in the gorgeous little yellow dress. She smiled back at him, and the red-haired art student looked stunned. Inside, the boyfriend's skull throbbed from a sudden headache brought on by too much alcohol combined with the gut-gnawing jealousy. When Sheila rejoined him, he grabbed her hand roughly and hustled her upstairs to his room. Yep. Uh, bottom of a oh, ravine. Boy. Yeah. Also, is yeah. a nightcap a specific kind of drink, or is it just a fancy word for drinking after you get home? I think it's an uh, it's a catch-all term for like a thing that is prelude to necking in a hayloft. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Um, a quick glance told him that his roommate was out. Good. He rounded on Sheila and shouted, "You're hurting my heart!" Oh my god. Oh, no. <sighs> uh. You flirt with every man you meet, you tramp. <laughs> oh, oh my god. This isn't even she like was, It's you not can't scary. Make like, fun I mean, it's, of it even. It's like it, it it it's scary but not in a way that that's it, it's a little too real. Oh boy. Uh, Sheila's uh, face f- flushed scarlet with fury and she shouted back at him accusing him of flirting with a female medical student and being jealous. Uh, being so jealous that she couldn't ask a 70-year-old man for directions without setting him off. Probably true. You're crazy, she shouted, stark raving mad. The boyfriend saw red. It rose around the edges of his eyesight, billowing like clouds. He groped through the red mists, and his hands found his medical bag. Oh, no. See, I thought it was going to be like a ghostly face in a fucking stairwell, and it was going to be good times and spooks, and now it's just domestic abuse. Yeah. Don't call me mad, he said through gritted teeth, and his hands closed on a scalpel. (laughs) (sighs) When the mists cleared from his eyes, Sheila lay dead at his feet, her throat cut from ear to ear, and uh, the whole room was covered with red gore. It had been a silent murder. (laughs) Except for the fight that preceded it? <laughs> just cut to red-headed art student downstairs being like, that sounds like murder. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm probably just too high being an art student and all. And a redhead. We all know. 
Yeah, he'd be on board because they're all of the devil, right? Is that what you're saying? Yes, yes, we are. Mm-hmm. Got it. Perfect. <sighs> His brain went into overdrive. Hide the body, clean up the blood, invent an alibi. But first, he stared at the face he loved so much. Oh, there's the face. Dead now. Gone out of his reach. I'm worried. Me too. <laughs> oh boy, let's not add another I've felony to this. I've got an inkling as to where this is going. The the red mist rose a little in his mind as he knelt beside the body and slowly so you're gonna... cut off her face. <sighs> oh. oh, well, I mean, that's better than what I was thinking he was going to do. Thank God. Like, <laughs> What were you oh, thinking? Boy. I thought he was going to Ed Kemper her dead face. Um. Yeah, I was I was worried that this was going to be, be a Kemper situation as well. So, like, I mean. I mean, I'm, I know Essie Slosher has been... Uh, surprisingly gory but i don't think she would ever go that far. i don't think she would ever type the word penis <laughs> uh, she just like start she get the p and the e out she's like mm, no panini I can't <laughs> not even how you spell it <laughs> <clears throat> so he cuts off her face and then wrapped it carefully in plastic before putting it in his desk drawer. Oh, man, I was As hoping he was going to wear it. <laughs> Not hoping. Hoping is uh, a strong word. I mean, I'll, like he's saving the face for later, so he still might be kempering. It's, there's a whole... We don't. Okay. Sounds more like a game. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah, I would uh, say I'm picturing more of an Ed Gein type scenario. <laughs> He cleaned up the blood, tucked the body into a blanket, and stuck it under his bed until the middle of the night when he carried it downstairs and hid it in the tunnel near the laundry room. What? That seems like a bad plan. Why is there a tunnel okay. near the laundry room? Your college it's doesn't have tunnels? No, my I went to art school, my dude. Well, not like a specific art. I went to a for-profit art institute. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, whereas this guy went to went to school in that house from Clue. <laughs> yeah, my college was like below it was a PF Chang's and an anthropology. So cool. Yeah, it doesn't exist anymore. It's a it's a it's a one stop shop for everything you could possibly want. Um. Uh, the next day, the boyfriend told his roommate that he and Sheila had broken up. And she'd gone home in a snit without finishing her classes. Because that happens. <clears throat> he patted his desk drawer absently as he spoke. <sighs> Once his roommate turned back to his books, he peered inside at the face. Ah, yes. Sheila was still there. I am really curious as to whether or not this is going to have a spooky turn. I mean, I'm pretty sure the murder is the spooky part, but I hope this ends with him, like, going to prison i i certainly hope so um uh, the face seemed to draw him just as sheila's presence had once done he kept wandering over the desk to peer inside several times an hour his roommate sat studying on the other bed and didn't seem to notice his restlessness which was just as well some poor fucking kid from like michigan who's so excited that he gets to go to college at this place and then he gets this roommate why is there hastily cleaned up gore on my bed? <laughs> Finally, the roommate went to the vending machine to buy a soda. When he got back, his roommate was leaning out the open window, looking ill. I think I have the flu, the roommate said when he came in. 
Want me to take a look? The boyfriend offered, reaching for his medical bag. His roommate turned white and barked. No, no, thank you. Don't bother. Just picked up something from the pharmacy. Bye. And at that, he hurried out of the room, practically running. The boyfriend settled down at the desk, peering in the drawer at the face. <laughs> uh, and then he began to work on a paper he had due the next week. Um, he could still feel Sheila's presence behind him. She was helping him with his homework, he thought happily. I doubt that. Yes, because that's what her spirit is going to do yeah. in her free spirit time. Downstairs, his roommate was on the phone there with we the go. police. <laughs> Thank you. Yay. Good. The boyfriend went ballistic when the police came with a warrant to arrest him. They manhandled him out of his chair and over to the door. A grim-faced officer took a look in the desk drawer and turned around and vomited on the floor. Hmm. The boyfriend roared at the sacrilege. No other man was allowed to look at his girlfriend's oh face. It belonged to him. Oh, my God. <sighs> <sighs> he screamed all the way down the stairs and out of the dorm. Students peered Someone out their doors. Someone stop him. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't take her away from me, he pleaded with the officer as the man bundled him into a car. I want her with me always. Don't take her away. He reached his handcuffed arms towards the man who backed away and slammed the door on him. Uh, and he lay in the back of the car, sobbing in misery, Sheila, Sheila, Sheila. The family had him transferred to the asylum where his father was kept locked up in a padded room, and every day his enraged father tried to kill his attendants while the bereft boyfriend wept and stared out the window. The boyfriend kept seeing Sheila's lovely face in the branches of a nearby tree, and the face seemed to sway in rhythm with his father's fists pounding on the walls in the room next to his son. At least they made him neighbors. That's sweet. You know? <laughs> I watched that sitcom. And then, in the most throwaway last sentence... And in the dorm, the amorphous form of a ghost of a young girl with a bloodstained yellow dress floats the hallways looking God damn it. That's the the story. That, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I want to hear about the ghost and not the terrible domestic abuse that the ghost had to go through to be a ghost. This is the first 10 minutes of an episode of Supernatural when I want to see the other 40. Work backwards from (laughs) ghost. Sassy. Work backwards from ghost. Like, I am, I am bewildered. She's got to have an inf- email somewhere. Can we start sending her notes? I, uh, you know what? In case she is litigious, I'm gonna say no. <laughs> I mean, technically, this could be uh, satire. Fair use. <laughs> Um, I'm personally going to go out on a limb and say that it's neither of those. Uh, don't worry, I'll edit this it's out. It's public domain. Um, Whatever. <clears throat> I don't think that's the case either. <laughs> I, arguably, it's more public domain than the theme from Back to the Future. Hit it! Well, she clearly wrote these stories in the 1700s when this stuff was acceptable, so... Jesus Christ. So that was, and again, that was in the spookiest campfire tales. That wasn't in, like, ghost stories of, you know, wherever the fucking Ivy League schools are. You are you sure um, it says spookiest and not shittiest? Oh, there's some dust on this book cover. <laughs> That's what I thought. Oh, it's a cookbook. <laughs> um, 100 well, Ways okay. to Cook Millhouse. <laughs> <laughs> You're just reading the recipe for girlfriend face. 
uh, it says it can be served as a wrap. Um, okay, well, that was bad. Um, I give it zero out of five faces. I am going to give it... Um, <laughs> I'm going to give it also zero, but with a parenthetical uh, that says one face would be too many. <laughs> I'm going to give it 50 to life. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it one prolonged um (laughs) uncomfortable conversation with your dad i mean i have to Um, assume that this is a a white college age man so he probably got off on a like manslaughter (laughs) well they put him in a mental institution and not uh you know um prison so oh yeah yep 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 it says here that he was acquitted because the judge thought he was a good student and promising um, medical career. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, did you yep, see the yep. incisions around that woman's face? Said so it clean, was like a surgeon. Um, yeah, turns well. There we go. Um, yeah, that was maybe the worst one that we've ever done. I'm sorry. I thought I was taking the the lesser of three evils and i fucked it up that uh you know what that's that's what we're here for um we're, we're here to learn and grow together and uh and uh i guess and uh you know you, at some point in the future we'll read the brick wall and you'll see how great it was so uh, it's just a biography of pink floyd right <laughs> yeah but it's from the perspective of one of the books <laughs> It's very short. But do you have to play the wall backwards as you read it? <laughs> no, actually, if you play the wall in time with the episode, you'll see Jesus, I think. <laughs> uh, you actually see Margaret Hamilton in an interview talking about her role as the Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put some positive spin on this and say... Let's just assume that Plucked was like a vehement defense of Nazism. Probably. Like we we dodged a look, the story we read was awful, but we probably dodged a bullet. It was a heartwarming tale of Joseph Mengele's pet chicken. <laughs> and then at the end of the story, like there was a haunted egg. <laughs> <laughs> are haunted if you leave them to rot i don't think noxious fumes are the same as ghosts <laughs> are they though i'll cut in your previous comments about willow the wisp <laughs> <laughs> which is really just methane from the earth all farts are ghosts <laughs> if you eat meat they yeah. are yes <laughs> and those are the worst ones <laughs> Oh boy! Well, that's that's ghost that for ya. Was an um, episode. Do we get that to talk about our personal paranormal experiences? Because my favorite one was when my soul left my body during that story. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, that that happened somewhere around the point where I realized that I was just reading a news article that I had open in a different browser. Um, yeah, so uh, I mean, you, you, that good uh, good enough time as any to move on to, to not doing this anymore. Um, 
do you have anything to plug? Where can people find you, etc.? I don't think we're on any other shows, Sarah. No. No. Uh, we're just on that one. <laughs> no, we do uh, boo-ha, not boo-ha-ha. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I did do boo-ha-ha. Psych, we're taking over the show. <laughs> I'm, I'm oh, did you forget that you're in limbo and that we've been doing this show for a thousand years? Retaking the show. Um, no, we also do a oh. podcast called Off uh, Afternoonified where we talk about some ghosts, mostly how men are terrible. <laughs> There's some crossover. That seems to be a through line in most episodes. Boy, have I got a story for you. <laughs> um, we're also on a show called Monster Pod where we uh, do real play, role play. Um with monsters and ghosts and, and all of that, um, which is not fun the sexy you... kind, the tabletop kind. Yeah, that that kind. Uh, <laughs> so if you want to hear Sarah and my boyfriend and our friend Sadie just pee all over my carefully laid plans, that sounds like something that I would do sitting here in my little tub. <laughs> uh, so that's at Afternoonified on the stuff, and then at Monster Pod RPG on the the stuff. And you can find me sitting here in a tub of my own urine. Um, you can uh, you can uh, follow the show on uh, where is the show? It's on Instagram and Twitter, right? Yeah. Okay. There we go. You have a Facebook, um, a but uh, <laughs> it hasn't uh, really come up. News to me. <laughs> <laughs> we um, just deleted ours because we got sick of it. We were like, Why do we have this? No one cares. I- Ah, just social media it's like ugh, I don't want to be the social media's gross guy but fuck man it's been quite anyway, stressful you can, you can find us on um, one of Mark Zuckerberg's many appendages um, many noodly appendages <laughs> I hope yes. you guys pictured a penis too cause I did <laughs> <laughs> well that that casts me, me trying to say uh, suckling at the teeth at his Facebook a little bit differently but um, yeah, you can you can find us at Boohaha Pod if you are so inclined. Um, I have an Instagram at that Avalon. Uh, I'm not on it because Facebook is gross and you shouldn't give them your money. But uh, follow us, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> can can you tell that I'm done caring about things? <laughs> Aren't we all? You should probably say bye to the people before your head explodes or you cut someone's face off. Fuck off. <laughs> For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to sobelowmedia.com. This, this is as above, so below. Fuck off.